Welcome to the Diamond Mind Podcast with Nate and Laney. We're releasing two all 92 Diamond albums certified by Billboard. Today's album is... Eliminator by ZZ Top. But before anything, here's our new segment. And welcome back to your music news. First off, lead singer of Smash Mouth, Steve Harwell, had a video go viral of him playing a disoriented set. And the day after that video was released... He announced his departure from the band. Oh. So Smash Mouth's broken up. Isn't that sad? <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, anyway, Pink Floyd's Roger Waters has found love once again and is now married for the fifth, count it, five, fifth time. I'm so sorry, listeners. <laughs> and Lainey, whenever you edit this. I'm not editing that out, by the way. Anyway, Lance Bass, yes, from NSYNC. And his husband, Michael Turkin Turchin, apologize, meant to look that up, didn't, recently had twins through a surrogate. Congratulations. Travis Barker and Kourtney Kardashian recently got engaged, even though rumors were already that they were married. Uh-huh. But now they're engaged. And for those of you who don't know, Travis Barker was the drummer, or is the drummer, for Blink-182. Yeah. Celine Dion, hold on to your hats, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my goodness. Celine Dion has postponed her Las Vegas residency, which, by the way, if she continues, we should go. We should go. He's leaving, but we should go. What? Nate. Sorry, I wanted to scream, but I didn't want to scream into the mic. It's still pit- Continue. Yeah, okay. Has postponed her Las Vegas residency <coughs> due to severe and persistent muscle spasms, which are preventing her from performing. Wouldn't that suck if her get... We're not going to get into that. Knock on wood. That's plastic. Um, Kanye West is legally changing his name, or already has legally changed his name, to Yee, which Yay. he said is used throughout the Bible to mean you. Here, Okay, oh. so it's Kanye, right? So everyone, so all of like the industry people thought it was Yay, but all of the fans say Yee because like Yeezys and that's what he's like known for, and Yee is in the Bible. It's not Yay, because apparently Kanye was like me, myself, and I, but Yee is like you. So, like, now he's for the people. What? It's Kanye West, dude. I don't know. Kanye, bro. Uh, My Chemical Romance's album, The Black Parade, turned 15. Wow. 15. Now, I'm going to have to use my phone for this because it was a lot to write down and I didn't want to. So, next, we have Vince Neil. He reportedly broke some of his ribs and was sent to the hospital after falling off the stage during a performance at the Monster on the Mountain Festival in Pigeon Forge. What? Tennessee. Pigeon, that's like right down the road from us. That's why we did that. On Friday, October 15th, he was a few songs into the set and then he slipped through a small gap between the spear and the stage. How and does now, that happen? And now he's at home resting. I don't know, but that's honestly crazy, is it not? Next up, we have some beef between McCartney and Mick Jagger. What? (laughs) No, I looked at you and that just... Okay. Um, So, in an interview, when discussing the ways the Beatles seem to redefine themselves on every album and remarking on their inventiveness, the writer noted that though... This is Paul McCartney, by the way. Noted that though he waved away such high-flown talk... Macca wasn't above suggesting that the Beatles worked from a broader range of musical languages than their peers, not least the Rolling Stones. He said, and I quote, 
I'm not sure I should say it, but they're a blues cover band. That's sort of what the Stones are, he confessed. I think our net was cast a bit wider than theirs. Which is funny because the Beatles early on covered blues. Uh-huh. Then, Mick Jagger, uh, he was playing, okay, they were playing a show in Los Angeles, and he was speaking to the crowd, and he said, and I quote, there's so many celebrities here tonight. Megan Fox is here, she's lovely, Leonardo DiCaprio, Lady Gaga, Kirk Douglas, Paul McCartney is here, he's going to help us, um, he's going to join us in a blues cover later. <laughs> so he called him out, and I respect him for that one, honestly. Shots. Now, let's get on to Paul McCartney and Yoko Ono. So, Paul, in the same interview, said that I'm not the person who instigated the split of the Beatles. Um, he said that John walked into a room one day and said, I'm leaving the Beatles. And he said, is that instigating the split or not? <laughs> uh, so he went on to reveal why he ended up being the one to publicly announce it, explaining that the band's manager told them to keep quiet while he finished closing on the some business deals. So for a few months, they had to pretend like everything was fine. And it was really weird because they knew it was the end of the Beatles anyway. And so he said he ended up just letting the cat out of the bag because he was tired of hiding it. Fair enough. Moving forward to the Yoko part. Um, oh, also, but he said that if Lennon hadn't left the band, um, he thinks that the Beatles could have lasted a lot longer. Which well, is very weird to think about. That is weird to think about. But now to the Yoko part. He said that the point of it really was that John was making a new life with Yoko, and he had always wanted to sort of break loose from society because he was brought up by his Aunt Mimi, who was quite repressive. So he was always looking to break loose. And then uh, the next part was that he doesn't really blame Yoko Ono. He said that they were a great couple, and there was a huge strength there. Which is crazy because that feud was like... I don't even know. It was a ridiculous feud. Mm-hmm. So, last but certainly not least, let's get to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame t- class of 2021. So, there are going to be multiple guests, including Christina Aguilera, Brian Adams, Taylor Swift, Jennifer Hudson, McCartney, Lionel Richie, all of them, and that's not even the full list. This year's inductees are Tina Turner, Carol King, The Go-Go's, Jay-Z, Foo Fighters, and Todd Rundgren in the performer category, and then there are several other categories. They have other people. But the class of 2021 is held as the most diverse list of inductees in the history of the organization. Huh. How about that? Which is quite interesting. And it's announced that uh, Bassett will induct Turner. And there will be, obviously, multiple performances. It's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Come on now. Um, Taylor Swift will induct King. And McCartney will induct the Foo Fighters. And that's all of Foo Fighters when they see some food. Hey, hey. And that's all for your music news. <laughs> and we're back from that news segment. So before we get into the album or anything, let's go on to the social medias. Twitter, TDM Pod, TDM P-O-D. The Instagram, The Diamond Mind Podcast. If you're an audio listener and you want to see our beautiful faces or any vlogs and all the stuff on the YouTube channel, the YouTube is The Diamond Mine. If you look up The Diamond Mine Podcast, we should be the first thing that pops up on your screen. Now, Lainey, give us the specs on that album. 
Before that, uh, Nate told me that I had to tell you all that this is his shirt because oh. I forgot mine. Yeah, that's my shirt. That's my Beetle shirt right there. You see the Beetle shirt, the Abbey Road shirt, the one that Lainey's wearing? That's he, my shirt. He's wearing his shirt, too. <laughs> yeah, this is also my shirt. Jimi Hendrix shirt that no, I'm wearing we just, on my we body. Just, we just switched shirts. Okay. Okay, now to the specs. This album went ten times platinum. It was released on March 23rd, 1983. It is 11 songs and only 44 minutes long. How about that? Uh, so this first song is called Give Me All Your Lovin'. Uh, opens with a simple guitar riff. I like the harmony in the chorus. Um, so there's this harmony that 80s bands, not like Def Leppard or people like that, but a lot of 80s bands do this, especially early 80s, where they'll have one person singing the lead and the second person singing... Um, like quite a bit higher than the other person. I just really like that harmony. It's a very stereotypical early 80s thing that uh, it's odd because it's an 80s thing that I actually dig. Um, yeah, the one out of the many. It had a good solo, but I don't like the inflection and how he sings after. I remember it was super lame. Kind of a crappy bridge, but the chorus was alright and the verse was alright. Dang. <laughs> I feel like I can literally hear that that bed frame isn't like covered hey hey i don't know i can use a fan at this point we're just here we vibing okay so give me all your love and simple and heavy hitting drum beat right off the bat all right it's catchy it's a great start to the album i had heard this one multiple times because of the radio i was thrilled when it came on okay it's oh my gosh okay we're just gonna get this out of the way though in the middle of every single song, there's a solo, a breakdown, whatever. And then there's at least 30 seconds. The most common was one minute, and there was one song that had two minutes of an outro. Purely instrumental, that's all it was. Every song. And I could go on and on about how formulaic it is, uh, which I will at some point during this. But then at the same time, we kind of talked about formulaic is what the Diamond podcasts like, or... Who the Diamond albums have. Like, they're all... Quite a few of them are very formulaic. Except for, like, the soundtracks, which is just a hodgepodge. Uh Uh-huh. Which we'll get to. At least so far. At least so far. To be fair, we are still on the bottom half of the list. Hey, 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 hey. Kenny G was not a formula. Uh -uh. Mm -mm Uh-uh. But we'll get back to him later as well. Uh, Last thing I had really... I mean, honestly, just the intro... Or the outros. Really just cut them. Oh, God. Or just change them. Next song. The next song is called Got Me Under Pressure. The opening guitar riff rips. Mm-hmm. Um, the chorus is fun, and honestly, so are the verses, but I think he uh, overdoes that on the verses with the, like, she likes whips and chains, she likes Great Danes, and, like, et cetera, et cetera. It's just, like, she likes, she acts like this. Uh, I just didn't like that shtick. Uh, you sang it like it was a punk song, but it's just the opposite of that. Uh-huh. She likes great dance. She yeah, my likes... bad. Um, <laughs> it's more like, she likes... <laughs> <coughs> she likes great dance. Ah. I don't think they grunted like that. Uh, there's an interesting little drum thing during the solo break, that because every song has a solo break, uh, where he walks down on the toms. I liked it. Speaking of walking down on the tongs, let me go off. Let me go off. This will be we were minutes. talking. We were talking about this earlier. Ringo Starr is 
I know everybody just dookies on him because I'll he's, continue to dookie. Because, <laughs> I mean, he's in a band with John Lennon, Paul McCartney, and George Harrison, and he's a big goober, and he wasn't their original drummer. That dude is underrated. He is not a bad drummer, and I don't know where that stipulation came from. Because who he's was doing... He's in the Rock doing, and Roll Hall of Fame. Of course he's not a bad drummer. Who was doing what Ringo was Ringo? doing in the 60s, bro? Who was doing that? Not, uh, I, I mean, sorry, rest in peace. Not Charlie Watts. Not any of them. No, he kept it simple and punched Mick Jagger in the face. Yes. Nobody was... That's its own thing. Nobody was doing what Ringo was doing back then. Who was walking on the toms like and come together? Who was doing stuff like that? I, I'm just saying. Okay. We'll get to that in a much later broadcast. <laughs> much later. But, um... Uh, the only other thing I have to say is the bass line in the song is pretty nice, too. Rest in peace to Dusty Hill. Dusty! I'm sorry, but... Big one up for the big man! Big one up for my... Du- <laughs> my dude, Dusty. <laughs> Dusty. I can't get over that name, now. Um, alright, 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 alright. Got me under pressure. Okay. So, very fuzzy guitar. Mm-hmm. Very fuzzy guitar. And... It has a sick riff, like Nate has already said. I really appreciated this song, I'll be honest. And it was a lot more up-tempo than the first song, which I also really enjoyed, okay? Maybe you will, too. Mm-hmm. But I think that the vocals could have been slightly louder and a little less fuzzy because it started to blend in with the guitar a little bit. Yeah. And I wanted it to be more pronounced. Speaking from a critic here, okay? Uh-huh. Okay, we're professionals. We're professionals here. All we right. make, like, $3.00. We haven't even made any money. What are you talking about? <laughs> we haven't even we haven't even made the money. Um, Just sitting in an account. But <laughs> that's fair. Otherwise, it's a great song, especially the instrumentals. I really the instrumental aspect of the song was just brilliant. I really enjoyed it. <sighs> okay, so this album though was classified as hard rock, and I, mm-hmm. I get the hard rock aspect of it, but I also feel like it's mixed in with a little bit of the rockabilly. Yeah, I, get, I, think, I can see that. I don't know if it's their voices or the style itself, but it's just not pure rock. To yeah, me. there you definitely is something about it. Yeah. And same outro crap. <laughs> but I don't really, I didn't mind this outro because it was only the second one. Mm-hmm. And because the guitar did its own thing and it didn't just stay with the main um, rhythm. Yeah. Like the first one did. But we can move on. The next song is called Sharp Dressed Man Shouts to Duck Dynasty. Let me give you a little fun fact. (laughs) Um, Phil from Duck Dynasty started over Terry Bradshaw, Hall of Fame NFL QB in high school. You know what's sad? When you said Phil, I immediately almost said Collins. (laughs) Jackson. Um, Jackson. Anyways, honestly, I love how... On the chorus lines, all the instruments drop out, and it's just the voice. I would say There's something about that. There's something about that that just, like, it kicks right back up into that grooving beat, and, you know, you're just going for it. But this is the moment where I acknowledge how much the drummer just doesn't do a lot in all of these songs. It's just eight notes. On the hi-hat, boom, pop, boom, pop, boom, pop. Every song, every song is literally that. Yeah, I 
And that's insane to me. That dude must be bored out of his mind. He's keeping the tempo. He's got a job. Boom, pop, boom, pop, boom, pop, boom. Like, come on now. Um, I just, that's just got to be boring because it's boring to me. Yeah, that's It's got to be boring for him to, to play. Uh, this song is cool, though. It's it's fun, and uh, I can have a good time with it. If this song was a person, we'd party. Okay. Uh, Genius Lyrics said that this song is famous for its guitar riff, recognizable chorus, and music video, which received a large amount of airplay during the early years of MTV. When released as a single late in the year, it became their most successful song at that point reaching number two on mainstream rock charts and number 56 on pop singles. The lyrics deal with how women have a fondness for men wearing elegant clothes. Elegant. Really, I couldn't tell. There is nothing about ZZ Top that is elegant. <laughs> Those dudes' I mean, beards picture, are... They look nice in suits. <laughs> they sh- they're sharp. They are sharp. Anyway, I like the cut before the chorus that I like really... cut, G. I like... <laughs> I like your cut, G. <laughs> anyway, I like the cut before the chorus that adds emphasis when he says, every girl's crazy about a sharp-dressed man. Cause, like Nate said, it drops, and then it just, boom, right back in. Indeed. I thought that was going to hit the fan for some reason. That's what I was aiming for, but yeah. I, it flipped off my hand weird. Yeah. Anyway, this song is simply an iconic ZZ Top song. Very catchy. They really like those instrumental outros yet again. I wrote that for basically everything. I'll stop saying it now. Moving on. Um, you know what I just what song I just like randomly thought of and I had to check and make sure that they had uh an album on the list. Uh Madonna's Like a Virgin. Just randomly popped I kid into my you head. not, I looked up Madonna today. <laughs> okay, we had this conversation earlier too. Just isn't it weird? So, okay, okay. So we'll kind of get into this in Nate's notes when we talk about um, what's it called uh, boogie woogie. Yeah, boogie woogie. Nate had looked this up like yesterday, the day before, something on YouTube, and we he brings it back up. We kind of talked about it in one of the no, not yesterday songs. or the day before. Was it today? Literally ten minutes before you came <laughs> over. Okay, that's weird. That's that's really weird. Anyway, and then I was talking about how like. After we listen to albums, people will ask about certain albums or songs, and it's really weird because we will have just done it, and so I actually know stuff about it. And then the fact that I looked up Madonna today, and then he thought of Madonna. It's it's weird. It's so like, weird. like, you, once you learn about something or you bring something to the forefront of your mind, automatically people start talking about it. It's like... Also, time, or or maybe it's just you start noticing things and you can actually you have knowledge in your head about it now, so it takes up brain space. Anyway. That's that's not what I was thinking. Your your way is a lot less fun. Um, I was thinking that maybe my energy, like your energy, transferred to me, like telepathically somehow, and in my head I was like, I must think about Madonna right now. <laughs> I ain't got no superpowers. <laughs> no, but, like, think about it. Like, once I started driving my car, I started seeing a lot more people driving my car that I wouldn't have noticed before. So Fair. now that we know all of this stuff, it's like, oh, hey. 
Like, before, do you think I would have appreciated Celine Dion and Kenny G? No. I hated Celine Dion, to be honest with you. Mm. After listening and, like, kind of learning about her, I think I would see her in concert. Uh-huh. Me too. If she, really came, if she came hey. to, like, Thompson Bowling or something. Uh, we can go to Vegas. <laughs> I think I'm all right. Actually, no, we can't. Can she had spasms. Yeah, if it's not postponed anymore. I can gamble. <laughs> I can get in and watch, but I can't gamble. <laughs> yeah, you uh, let's wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> we have like a million songs left. Yeah, but we're on the booty song now, so let's just go. Um, the next song is called "I Need You Tonight." Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called "I Need You Tonight." Uh, this song was just felt boring. Nothing had any flair at two minutes in, and even it was just it was just hand muted guitar and simple drum beat and lame verses, and even the guitar solo is uneventful, really. Um. It's just it's just very formulaic and boring, and I just I don't know. I just didn't dig it. This song was not my cup of tea, and this is where I went off about it about how formulaic they are and how like every song has the exact same thing. But I mean, I can't. We beat that horse till you know. I'm not going to say that out loud, but we've talked about that a lot on this podcast. So, uh, I'm not going to hit it on, it on it anymore, except for this last time. Uh, they do the same thing on every song. What should be on the next album with Adele? <laughs> anyway, so, straight off the bat, he comes in with a guitar. And at first I thought maybe they were layering two guitars together, because I've mm-hmm. listened to music recently, and they like to do that and have all this crazy stuff going on. But it was just a delay pedal. Don't worry. Just a nice delay effect. And his voice alone just the voice sounded a little bit more bluesy or like he had some more soul into it and it is an earlier 80s song so i feel like there's more influence based on like the 60s and 70s and i feel like that's kind of present here and i did enjoy the instrumental but other than that the song was very boring it was not it poop the next song is called (laughs) i got the six this sounds like ACDC to me. Um, just the voice and like the, the guitar. <laughs> uh, the, the song, Lainey likes it. Uh, this song is cringe, but it's in a funny it's way. Funny. It's so funny. Um, hey, it's not like Nickelback. I, Look at these I'll, I'll let Lainey explain what the song is about, but all in all, I'd give this song a seven because it's funny, but I wouldn't seriously See, listen to it seven. often. No, no, I'd listen to it. I would not listen to it often. I would just give it a seven. I play it in the car funny. and be like, yup. <laughs> but um, I'll let Lainey get more in depth with this song just because she loves this one. So, hard bass drum beat. Love it. Very simple, like we've kind of touched on, but really powerful. He was really prominent. Love the intro. Song goes hard. Might be one of my favorites, but it's about sexual desires. Next. He has to spank the monkey. Next song. <laughs> the next song is called Legs. Uh, it is some 80s synth. Uh, it sounded familiar, but I just was not super digging this song. I just thought the synth was annoying, and the lyrical content may be cringe, but not in a laughing way like the last song. That's all you wrote, huh? Really? Wow. I, don't, I don't have a lot to say because everything lights, feels so, so similar. Okay. Genius Lyrics said this, okay? Uh-huh. I want everyone to know that disclaimer. And I quote... He's singing about a girl who will bang for a buck with a winky face. <laughs> End quote. <laughs> okay, now back to me. 
This is the first one that really sounds like an 80s song to me. Uh, synth. That's Very what synth. It was the synth. Like, not just on. like, not just a solid tone. It's like, all song. All song. You know Jump by Van Halen? Uh-huh. How that's just really prominent? Yeah. I hate that song, by the way, but... That's like Lainey's least favorite song ever. I hate that. It made me hate Van Halen. That's crazy. Because that's all that I heard. Hated it. Oh, I had Anyway, I don't hate them, but that song for a while did. Anyway, it sounds like Hungry Like a Wolf by Duran Duran. Mm-hmm. But you can only hear it. Yeah, but you can only hear it in the instrumental part in certain sections of the song. Other than that, there were other familiar, I guess, feelings with the song, but that one was what I caught, and I had to look it up to make sure. And I said the same thing earlier, that I wish his voice was more pronounced in this song. It kind of blended again. I wasn't a fan of that. We can move on. Is that a platypus? And we're back. Sorry, we were trying to take over the tri-state area and somebody came and interrupted. Anyways, this next song is called... Wait, actually, before we get into that, Pumpkin Pie Kit Kats. So good. Oh, the pumpkin pie? Yeah, pumpkin pie, bro. Oh. Yeah, they're bussin'. Anyways, this next song is called... If you don't know what Nate just said, bussin' means tasty. It's <laughs> called Thug. God. Um... <laughs> The beginning of the song, I felt like I was being abducted. The song was was pretty boring. Um, the bassist goes ham, but everything else is pretty bland. There are like no lyrics to this song. The this song feels like it was written. God, it was so by, long for no reason. It, it was so long. There was there was not a lot of lyrics, and uh, the lyrical content was kind of stupid too. It's it's, like two verses. Uh, <laughs> it feels like it was written by like. Above intelligent, like above average intelligence, fifth graders, like something enough that it's like, oh, this song's got a little bit of groove, but like he's not talking about you, Dusty. Don't worry. No, not not Um, you, not you. (laughs) The the ones that are alive. Bless up, poor little off. Okay, next. (laughs) I had a poor little off for Dusty. (laughs) You're on floors. You better wipe that up, bro. I will. Hey, I found the trash. Wait, did we find the trash can? What? It was hot. It was. Don't make me dookie. <laughs> you get on about that song. Okay, they said <laughs> he thought he was getting abducted. I honestly thought it was an owl. You bet your sweet bitty. You bet your sweet bitty, I did. I'll see his pillow. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I hated everything about this. Nobody what sleeps in this room, lady. Yes. Except for everybody that's watching this video that's ever slept in this room, which is probably an okay amount of people because I have family and friends that watch this. Literally, I've slept in this room. Remind me not to use that pillow next time, then. It's just drinking water that I poured out for Dusty. That you just wiped on the floor. Yeah. For that, this one's for Dusty. Who's whoever? Who is your sister? Who? Literally just slept in here. Okay, but you think my sister's musty? No, do you think I that she? Your, I said your floor's musty. <laughs> yeah, but do you think that she came and stood over here? She was like, "We gotta stand right here." She just took a dump. <laughs> yeah, she pooped in the floor. We had these Windex to clean it up. Okay, let's. Let me get this song done because I'm. <laughs> this podcast was a doozy. It's been honestly, I feel like it's been a while since one's been absolutely chaotic. Yeah, this is one of them. This is one of them. I can't wait <laughs> to edit. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. If you all haven't seen that in those videos where that guy ah. silently screams behind people, please look that up. It is the... Oh, it's funny. Okay, Thug. Throughout the song, which is why it was so long, and there were a few lyrics, is that every single instrumental break, it sounded like the Seinfeld bass. Yeah! Like, exactly like the Seinfeld bass. Yeah. Uh, like I just said, it's very instrument heavy, but I did I did enjoy the lyrics too. Don't get me wrong, okay. And I can envision a music video for it, like you know the typical dark '80s alleyway, you know, like the bad boys with the fog machines. That's yeah, like really yeah, yeah. cheesy. That's what I envision. But this song was boring. On God, on God, bro. Next, the next song is called TV Dinners. Um, a compliment I can give them before I just rip into them. Is uh, they always have good intros. They do. Their intros are always very, they get me excited, and I'm like, maybe this song will be different, and then it's not. Uh, but this song is so stupid. I mean, it's called TV Dinners. We knew what to expect. This is so stupid. This is. He thaws his turkey and. It had such a chicken. strong start to the album, but it's just getting so progressively worse, and this song just had. The lyrical content was dumb. It was dumb. It but was TV a dinner. Hey. It was a dumb song, and it wasn't even a fun dumb song to listen to. Yeah. Okay. I I only wrote one word for this, and I wrote yep. So here's <laughs> what I'm gonna say. I know that y'all have had a TV dinner. You have sat on your couch or your recliner or had a TV tray or whatever, and you sat there and you ate your little kids' cuisine or your little Salisbury steak. Or whatever your mama cooked in the microwave. And you sat there and ate it and watched TV. Also, I don't remember the last time I ate around a dining room table. With, like, everyone. I don't know if I've ever ate at a dining room table. Because my table has always been in my kitchen my whole life. Like, I don't think well, I've ever had a dining room. I've never had a dining room, but I can't... I think that. Well... Yeah, you did kind of have a dining room at the old... At y'all's old house, how but it was But think about like, how, how my house is set up now. It's like in between the kitchen and the... Yeah. It's, it's the same thing as I had at the old house, kind of. Kind of. It's not an official dining room, but it was just our It's dining a dining area. space, yes. yes. Um, but, like, just sit around the table and eat, like, with everyone. Thanksgiving's coming up. We'll do that in a month. Thanksgiving. <laughs> that video? Okay. Ryan Higa thinks that ruined Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Oh my, that's when Dietrich was in the videos. Oh God. Anyway, um, probably have a good meal if Mom cooks like roast or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next song is called "Dirty Dog." He literally sings like he has a mouthful of <laughs> Mom's Salisbury steak or pot roast or mashed like, potatoes yeah, I was or whatever. He just had a fat lip in. <laughs> just, it, that's literally <laughs> it, just a mouthful of mashed potatoes in the pre-chorus. Just the you're just a dog he part of the chorus. He literally had like Novocaine shot into his gums. So uh-huh. That's it. The you're just a dog part of the chorus is fun, but I'm really sick of the formulaic stuff. That's why as this album has progressed, I've said less and less. Because it was so formulaic that if you just listen to one of these songs on their own, you'd probably be like, yeah, that's all right. That's a pretty decent song. But when you just listen to just boom, cha, boom, cha, boom, cha, and then all of the guitars just... 
I could have literally ripped my eyelids off. I was going nuts, bro. I was going absolutely bonkers. And there was no stopping the pain train. There was more <laughs> songs left. Lainey, turn. <laughs> the one line with a borderline cuss word was the one that he slurred horribly. Uh-huh. Like, you couldn't even understand what he was saying. No, 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 Which no. Which is no, what no. Nate said, mouthful of mashed potatoes. Give it a listen if you really want to hear that. Uh, this song was a nice comeback from the lull that they had put us through. I will say that, but that's really all I had to say about the song because it wasn't really intriguing, I guess. <laughs> um, you good? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the next song is called If I Could Only Flag Her Down. has a very boogie-woogie feel to it, uh, which boogie if you don't really know what that is... It's electric. Uh, it's like the... But doom 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 like the stereotypical bass line. Um, it's just like hard rock boogie woogie. Um, this song was super simple, just mediocre, and it's exactly what I expect from them at this point. Just like I don't know what else to say. I had a good time. I didn't do the picture. What picture? The picture. Where is it? Nate, where's the thing at? Where'd it go? Is it on the bed? I'll talk. You... Yeah. You figure that out. Okay, so if you all haven't noticed, we have like a new picture that sits in the corner every episode for you viewers. And we'll we'll change it every week, right? And recently we got one of like the big frames. I want to see if I took it into my room, so you just continue. Okay. Because we used to have it on a little picture frame. Go back and look if you really want to find it. And last episode we had like a giant meatloaf that Nate drew. That was just cruel. But, um, okay, but this one, like Nate said, the whole boogie woogie, you can look that up. That's why he watches in his spare time uh, with piano and stuff like that. But it kind of sounds like if you were to watch the Andy Griffith show and they would go dancing, you know, that's what it sounds like to me whatever but this gets back to the zz top sound for the most part other than the kind of boogie woogie underneath all of it but it's a zz top we know and love i do also enjoy how in every single song i'm pretty sure he does like a little yeah or like a little scream or something he really just gets into it um and until nate gets back i just um i'll fill you in we, things have been hectic. I've had work in school, nights at school, and marching band. We're a little off schedule. We're trying to get back into it. This is the most consistent that we've been with recording in a while. And we were supposed to upload the last episode about Out of Hell two weeks ago, but things got hectic. I'll have it up. I remembered this upcoming that Sunday. I brought it into my room because I wanted to wipe it off because I wanted to restart. Yeah. And then I never did it. So I just did my idea very, very quickly. I'll show you before I show the audience, okay? Okay. <laughs> I had to do it very quickly you in rough sense. It's not a very Can good picture of it. PP this talk. is going to be the most <laughs> You told me it was going to be the most detailed picture, and I guessed what it was. Yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna make it super detailed, super detailed. I'm really glad you didn't, because that would get demonetized. Uh, Not that we're monetized anyway. 
Yeah, but if we ever got monetized in the future. It would be taken down. Anyway. PP Top, everybody. The last song. Is it always right there? What is it called? No, it's like, why is it in front of your face? I don't know. I don't know where I usually have it. I'm really discombobulated. Because that thing's huge. The last song is called Bad Girl. Um, this song feels fun. It sounds like harder rock Led Zeppelin. Um, I think they repeat the I word yeah. bad girl too much. It's a solid way to end the album, though. Not a crazy long outro. And it isn't a stinker. Uh, not full redemption, but it's at least a little something. So I don't absolutely hate them. <laughs> Did you ever have Miss Olive at the middle school? Nope. Dang, she always wore her glasses like this. Anyway. I said that this is a great way to end the album because it goes back to their original sound that we started off with. Back to the fast tempo. It reminds me of others' 80 rock songs. You said Led Zeppelin, which kind of, you know, 70s. But I said ACDC, which Nate had mentioned before, and Motley Crue, etc. And that's all I had. So, where would you put her? She's in the low 50s now. Um, 70s. You would put it lower? Oh, yeah. I'm not. I didn't dig this. I said 40s. <laughs> I did not dig this album. Um... Like, there was a couple songs that I was alright with, but there were so many songs that I just wasn't, and it was just boring. It's bad if an album... There's two different types of stinker albums. Albums that are bad and albums that are boring. I didn't think this was boring. I thought this was boring. I Um, some... For the most part, I didn't think it was boring, but there were some things that were boring. I guess that's a good spot for it. Um, so it doesn't like cover my like body, but it's also like it's because it's like four times the size of the one we used to use. Yeah, that's true. We might have to switch back. I don't know. Um, this came out last time. If we ever want a super detailed picture, we can do it on the big one, like the meatloaf <laughs> and what yeah, the peepee top was gonna be. I talked about meatloaf while you were gone. <laughs> um, yeah, I just wasn't about this one. I'm not gonna lie. You know, what? I can agree with you. I'll put it in the 60s. I'll move it 10 down instead of 10 up. Word. Uh, I just didn't dig it as much as you did. Or I didn't dig it more than you didn't dig it. I also really think I just wasn't listening. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Half fair the enough. time. Was... Um, indeed. Mm. So, anyways, do you have anything you'd like to say to the viewers before we start breaking it down? Urinate locally. Urinate and locally. And if you don't know what I'm talking about... Go watch the earlier episodes. All horses, all horses have mullets. It all circles back to Kenny G. And here's how. I thought we were doing an episode tonight that had Kenny G, but apparently I was two albums ahead. My apologies. We'll get there. Who are you so apologizing soon. to? Nobody knew that until you just told him. I don't care. I'm apologizing myself. Twitter. TDM Pod, TDM POD, the Instagram, the Diamond Mine Podcast. YouTube, for any of you audio listeners that want to see how beautiful I look right now as I'm saying this to you. The Diamond Mine, if you look up the Diamond Mine podcast on YouTube, it should be the first thing that pops up. Anyways, wait, oh, wait anytime. Write us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe anywhere you listen or watch for YouTube. Comment. You can tweet at us and comment on our Instagram, of course, or DM us if you'd like. Um... Put our notifications on for YouTube, too. Hopefully, we'll have more vlogs out soon as well. Mm-hmm. We still have we have ideas, but we just have to 
get our schedules aligned, which is a little difficult this time of year. Now you can go. All right. This has been the Diamond Mind Podcast. We be, will be back at you next week with Adele's 25.